0: This is City Journal Midday News with Sam Mills,
1: Maeve Bannister
2: and Danielle Collis. Victoria has recorded 12 new COVID cases and two more deaths. Eight of the 12 cases are linked to known outbreaks. There are currently 37 cases with an unknown source in Metro Melbourne. Today's numbers bringing Melbourne's 14-day rolling average to 26.7 and regional Victoria's average to 1.1. Premier Daniel Andrews is encouraging Victorians to keep getting tested as the state moves to what he calls COVID normal. But Mr Andrews warns any changes to restrictions will not be drastic.
1: We are well on track on Sunday to make some further announcements and I just wanted to make the point that Sunday will not be a day of massive steps. It is not a day when we essentially throw the doors open. It will be, however, steady and safe steps. And that sense of gradual, continual progress is what we are able to do because we have a gradual and continued decline in these numbers. New South Wales residents can now travel to South Australia without needing to quarantine. The restrictions were scrapped this morning as New South Wales announced just six new COVID-19 cases yesterday, all from returning international travellers. South Australia closed its borders in early July to Victoria and New South Wales after a few interstate travellers had spread the virus into the South Australian community. New South Wales had to go two weeks without any COVID cases with an unknown source of transmission to meet South Australia's guidelines for lifting border control.
2: A Melbourne doctor is urging the state government to consider a new COVID-19 test that only takes 15 minutes. Peter Walsh, who advised the federal government on the pandemic, says the nasal swab test would be a game-changer. The test requires no equipment, can be conducted anywhere and picks up asymptomatic and symptomatic COVID results. Head of School for Public Health at the University of Queensland, Charles Gilkes, says the tests had already been rolled out in the UK. He says it's a step in the right direction.
0: So anything that expands uh, testing for COVID in a way that is very practical and
1: accessible to individuals and settings like residential aged care facilities is something to be really applauded. There's been a muted public response from the rest of the trade union movement to a key health union's call for the sacking of State Minister Jenny Makarkos. The head of the health workers union, Diane Asmar, has written to the Premier saying the health minister is incompetent and must go. The 16,000 strong union represents hospital and aged care workers. It's been raising a range of concerns over the handling of the pandemic, including plans for private sector involvement in the rebuilding of Frankston Hospital. Jenny Makarkos has been the latest minister to give evidence at the hotel quarantine inquiry. Premier Andrews defended Ms McCakos at his morning media conference, saying all his ministers fully understand their responsibilities. They meet regularly, as I understand it, weekly in fact, with all health unions, uh, because that's a very important part of their job. Uh, the minister attends not necessarily every one of them. those meetings but has attended many of those meetings. If there's any issues that that group or any group in the community and particularly in the health sector want to address then uh, we're more than happy to sit down and work through those issues. We've done that as a feature of the pandemic.
2: Efforts are underway to rescue the survivors from Australia's largest recorded mass whale stranding. Around 400 pilot whales have now died on Tasmania's west coast. 50 whales have been saved and just 30 are clinging to life. Monash University whale expert Dr David Hocking says authorities are facing a huge disposal task.
0: It's a real challenge. I mean, these are really big animals. The big adults can be up to seven metres long and weigh in at over two tonnes. And so that's just a lot of animals to try to move around. There's a few different ways you could try to manage a situation like that by either towing them out to sea or using heavy equipment to take them to landfill. But either way, it's a monumental effort to try to clean up an event like this.
1: A new housing study proposes rental properties should have an energy rating similar to the star rating system on white goods. The Australian Housing and Urban Research Institute study found up to 40% of Australian renters experience energy hardship. It found some renters go without food in order to budget for utilities. Co-author Dr Nicola Villand from RMIT University says setting minimum standards for energy performance of rental properties is critical. If you were looking for a new flat, you would see others has got two stars and the other one, which is right next door, uh, has got four stars. So you would know that the four-star home will cost you less than heating and cooling.
2: Infrastructure Victoria is calling for the slashing of bus, tram and off-peak fares to avoid public transport overcrowding as pandemic restrictions ease. The Government Advisory Body argues peak hour train fares are too cheap and buses overpriced and underused. It says off-peak public transport should be discounted in the metro area to spread demand, saving commuters up to 70%. Swinburne University Dean of Health Professor Bruce Thompson says it's a smart move. We're in an environment where there's this
0: pretty nasty virus floating around and if you have an overcrowded tram that basically gives a whole lot of opportunity for virus to spread. So the best thing to do is to try and either increase the number of trains, we've got to decrease the amount of People per unit volume on the the public transport, because it gives less chance for the virus
2: to spread.
1: The Royal Australian College of General Practitioners has welcomed the Therapeutic Goods Administration's interim decision on nicotine-containing e-cigarettes and nicotine fluids for vaping. The decision, if made final following public consultation in December, means these products would only be available via doctor's prescription. Under the changes, a prescription would be provided where other measures such as nicotine replacement therapy have failed. The College says e-cigarettes are not first-line treatments for quitting because the long-term health effects are unclear. The decision also means individuals wouldn't be allowed to import these products for their own personal use from
2: overseas. Private pool and spa owners are being urged to ensure their fences and barriers are in working order ahead of summer. These calls come amidst the revised deadline of November 1st for all Victorians to register their pool or spa with their local council. Twelve Australian children under the age of five drowned in the past year with swimming pools accounting for half of those deaths. With better weather on the way and child swimming lessons out of action since March, KidSafe Ambassador Matt Welsh says it's imperative safety measures are up to scratch.
0: Well, KidSafe is encouraging pool and spa owners to regularly check their barriers and gates to ensure they're in proper working order. This includes making sure that the gates and doors are self-closing and latching, gates are never propped open and there are no climbable objects near the barrier. Now to sport with Sam Mills and Melbourne Demons midfielder Christian Petrarca has won his first Club Best and Fairest award. The 24-year-old finished ahead of defender Stephen May and former captain Jack Viney. Petrarca is set to be named in the All-Australian team, which will be unveiled along with a host of other awards at a virtual AFL awards ceremony tonight. Fremantle youngster Caleb Sorong is the favourite to take out the Rising Star Award. A delayed start to the NBA season could impact Australia's basketball chances at the rescheduled Tokyo Olympics. Basketball Australia is hoping Olympic commitments from Ben Simmons and other Australians playing their trade in the NBA can be kept. This comes amidst comments from the league commissioner that the new season would start in early 2021. Such a season would end in September, well beyond the late July Olympic start, and lucrative contracts may prove difficult for players to renegotiate. French tennis player Benoit Peir says he was allowed to compete in the Hamburg Open, despite recording two positive COVID tests. Peir retired from his first round match due to dizziness, and withdrew from the US Open earlier this month after testing positive to the virus. The Frenchman record, recorded two positive tests in Hamburg before recording a negative which allowed him to play. But he's unsure whether he'll take the court in his home Grand Slam next week. To the weather, chilly in Melbourne today with late rain, a top of 15 degrees. Rain again tomorrow, heading for a top of 12. And showers easing on Saturday, 13 degrees. This has been City Journal Midday News with Sam Mills.
2: Hey, Bannister. And Danielle Collis.